Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera, as we uh, pump this thing out a little earlier than usual because some of our games this week will be played a little earlier than usual. Yeah, we've got uh, all but two games at this point as we're recording this have been moved up to Thursday. Um, most of them 7.30 Thursday, a few 7 o'clock. That would be Eastern Guilford at Orange and uh, Dudley going over to North Forsyth. And a 7.15 game, that would be Ragsdale at home against High Point Central. But everything else is 7.30 on Thursday. The two holdout games at this point are Southwest Guilford at Western Guilford on Friday and Baltimore, Mount St. Joseph, the number six team in the Max Preps rankings for Maryland, coming down to play High Point Christian. That is also set for 7 p.m. Friday. Uh, Mount St. Joseph can't play Thursday. It would have to be Friday or it's going to be canceled. So they're trying to work out the logistics on that, seeing if maybe they can find a turf field they can play on or or just try to gut it out in the rain. But uh, that's what the schedule looks like for this week. Well, the big one, obviously, Page Grimsley, the rivalry matchup here in the city of Greensboro uh, that everybody talks about. It's a huge one. Uh, I know that a lot of the uh, other events surrounding the game will have to be shifted or canceled because of the weather. However, this game uh, really does split the city in half. Yeah, uh, and this year, at least from what we're thinking going into this game, we got us a football game. Uh, Grimsley, Daryl Brown in his third year as the coach there, trying to get things built. They have won three games in a row overall, 2-0 in the Metro 4A. They had won back-to-back games since 2013. They've got it going. They've turned that corner, but this is, this is the test for them to see if they've really taken a huge step or they're kind of still taking baby steps on the road to where they want to be. Uh, that's for certain. And Paige, uh, we know about the defense. The question is, Will that offensive line hold up enough for Javondre Page to do something against this Grimsley defense? Uh, in my opinion, I don't know if it's going to matter. I think that Javondre Page might be able to create enough offensively on his own that the offensive line play will not matter in this game. Though, we'll see what kind of game Grimsley comes out with. This is a Worldly's team that uh, is fundamentally sound for the most part and, uh, and could surprise some people. Yeah, and they've had an extra week to prepare. They didn't have to play last week. That could, that could be a good thing in terms of preparation, getting healthy. It could be a bad thing because Paige Grimsley, this game is a different animal, and two weeks of hype leading up to that game, you know, you have to see how they come out for this game. I think that's going to be very important for Grimsley to get off to a good start in this game. Paige has been a slow starting team for most of the year. Uh, turnovers early, some penalties early. If Grimsley is in this game in the second half and starts really believing. I think they believe that they can win this game, but if they really start believing in the second half of this game, I think this this could be a very, very interesting game. But to your point, that Page defense is going to be very difficult to run against. Uh, You've got up front, you've got Kobe Phillips, you've got Cam Gavin, you've got Nick Butler. I mean, those guys really blow up almost anything that comes their way. They've got great linebackers, Stephen Scott, Alex Angus. They've got a good secondary. I mean, they are a very, very good defensive football team, but they're not unbeatable. We saw what East Forsyth did to them, dropped 42 points on them in a 42-14 win. You know, they, they have to play smart. They can't afford penalties, which has been an issue at times for Page. If they start giving Grimsley drive sustaining penalties that's going to give them more belief the the longer that Grimsley hangs in this game the better their chances obviously and 
you know, they're, they're improved. They've gotten pretty good quarterback play from a junior, Christopher Zellis, uh, younger brother, former Dudley receiver, John Zellis. He's been solid running the ball. They don't ask him to throw a lot deep. They want to throw quick stuff, a lot of RPO stuff, get the ball out quickly. Maybe as a way to negate the speed that Page has on their defense and how quickly they can get upfield to pressure. Running the ball is fundamentally what Grimsley wants to do, what Daryl Brown coach teams want to do. Back when he had Reggie Gillespie, they would bludgeon you and then hit you with a pass play here and there that when enough people were in the box and they got one-on-one, they'd kill you over the top. This Grimsley team has a big back, Quan Nora, 6'1", about 210, 2'15". He's not Reggie Gillespie, but he's pretty good. And they've got some other complimentary guys, Born Lassane, Cam Wall, who can run the ball. But they're going to have to be able to run the ball at least a little bit again against that page front, and that may be too much to ask. Uh, You mentioned one of the guys that we need to uh, tip our hat to, and that is Alex Angus, uh, one of a few members of the uh, regional football teams that has made the Shrine Bowl of the Carolinas North Carolina roster. Yeah, uh, four local kids, two from Page. He wasn't the only one. Their punter kicker, uh, Matt Shamil, also got an invitation. Um, I don't want to start anything. I, I wonder how Colin Smith from Eastern Guilford wasn't in that conversation. I would think that Maybe, I know they like to carry just one specialist, but if they could carry two, that both of those guys are, are certainly deserving seniors uh, for that kind of a game. But uh, those two were picked. John Oxy, the uh, bear of a, a defensive lineman for Southwest Guilford, was picked. And I am drawing a total blank on the fourth player who, who was selected. Oh, uh, no. Boy, I'm drawing a total blank on it. But a good group, a great honor for Alex Angus. And he's part of a really good linebacking course. Steven Scott is a, is a fiery, aggressive linebacker in that group. And, you know, they're, they're going to be tough to play against. Like I say, that, that East Forsyth game, I'm more impressed with the fact that East Forsyth was able to, to go for 42 points against them. That, that is a really tough group. And I think without question the best defense in Guilford County. Uh, certainly is, and, and all those guys will be playing for Stephen Davis. The Dudley coach, yes. Yeah, the other the other player in that game is a Dudley play, player. It is Geronte Davis. I was drawing a total blank on that. I knew there were four uh, players from the area. There could have been more. We've got some good ones around here this year, but all good selections, all, all solid players who will represent North Carolina well in a great game and a great event. The only way they don't go is if their teams happen to make state championship games that day. We had that happen two years ago. Kevin Gillespie from Page couldn't go, and a few of his players couldn't, and, and that can happen. But that's a great event and a, a real honor for those kids to be selected and to be able to go down there and participate in all the things leading up to that game at the Shriners Hospital and in the community. It's a great event. Uh, number 7 Northern Guilford is at Moorhead this week. Uh, this is a, a big-time conference matchup for these two in the Mid-State 3A. Yeah, Northern, Northern Guilford had a really tough loss at Northeast Guilford. They found, uh, they, I'm sorry, Eastern Alamance. They fell way behind in that game, came back, lost 40-36. to 36. That's their only conference loss. They still have to play Western Alamance later in the year, so uh, probably a second loss for them. Western Alamance looks like the prohibitive favorite in that conference. But this is the kind of game that Northern needs to take care of business to try to lock in 
second in the conference for playoff seeding. Another positive step for that program. Moorhead, they're kind of at the point where they're maybe fighting for their playoff lives a little bit here. They need a win in this one. And they had some good wins early in the season. They've struggled a little bit lately, a little bit banged up. They don't have quite the numbers that some of the other 3A schools do, and I think it's kind of caught up with them a little bit. But if Northern goes in there and isn't ready to play, Moorhead can, can hand them a loss. In uh, the last game we want to touch on is uh, that Baltimore Mount St. Joseph against High Point Christian matchup. High Point Christian uh, on a bit of a skid here. Yeah, they, they bounced back last week with a good win, but uh, two losses in a row. Uh, the first one, they were they were just hammered by Charlotte Christian. But that that's a Charlotte Christian team that uh, Max Preps has ranked number one in the state. And they, this year... The North Carolina Associated Press polls for the first time is ranking a private school team that isn't in the NCHSAA, and they've had them consistently in the top 10 in 3A. I don't know how they came to the conclusion that they're 3A, 4A, 2A, what it it can't be based on enrollment. I'm not sure how they came up with that, but anyway, High Point Christian, this is a game that uh, they were originally going to play Statesville Christian, High Point Christian was this week, right before the season. Statesville Christian didn't have enough varsity football players. They pulled out of the game. They said they're not going to field a varsity team this year. High Point Christian had a chance to look around, find some opponents. Coach Scott Bell knew how good St. Joseph, Mount St. Joseph was. He asked his players, do you want to play this game? Do you want these guys? And they said, he said to a man, they said, yes, we want them. We want to play the game. The chances of High Point Christian winning this game are not good. This is a really good Mount St. Joseph team. Their only loss is to uh, only Maryland, good counsel, a nationally ranked team just about every year that cranks out FBS-level players. So this is going to be a real challenge for High Point Christian. A great tune-up going into the playoffs. The private school playoffs start uh, November 2nd, so this is a chance for them to get ready for that. I don't think they wanted a week off before the playoffs, but the key for Mount uh, for High Point Christian is going to be staying healthy. You do not want to get banged up so that your playoff game becomes a loss because of this game. You don't want to lose twice because you're playing these guys. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Turkin35 and at Joe NR, as well as online at hsextra.com as we get you through the updated schedule uh, this week. As we mentioned at the top of the podcast, most games being played on Thursday. You can go ahead and check out hsextra.com for that updated schedule and check out when your team is playing. We'll catch you next week. Take care, everybody.